Hey guys, thanks for watching Ike Live. It's brought to you by Mystery Tackle Box. Please check them out. They've got a great product. Go to mysterytacklebox.com. If you use the coupon code Ike Live, you get 50% off Sweet. your first pro box. That's $12.50 <laughs> for a almost $50 value of baits in this box. Hey everybody, how are you doing? Hope you're having a wonderful evening. Evening, welcome to the Ike Live Thanksgiving special. We have an amazing, stupendous show in store for you tonight. In studio guest Seth Fighter joining us on the casting couch, and later in the show, new Bass Majority owner Chase Anderson joins us on the phone. To my right, the one and only crust of the show with a turkey on his head, Pete Klusik. Pete, how you doing tonight? I'm doing good. Having a you know, it's fun trying to get used to talking to a turkey. Okay. We have a wonderful show. We're going to talk about it later, but let's whip through the people that support this show and make it happen, starting with the title sponsor of Ike Live, Mystery Tackle Box. Uh, Christmas to your doorstep once a month. We're going to be doing a MTB unboxing tonight, uncovering all the amazing items in that black box. Super product. Check it out at mysterytacklebox.com. I'm looking at Brian DeCarpenter. He's just got his hands up. Uh, brought to you by Flambeau, the makers of the greatest tackle storage systems in the world, including utilizing the Z-Rust product to keep your hooks nice and clean, bro. Also brought to you by Liquid Mayhem. Listen to me. Scent is important. If you bass fish, especially now, right now the water's getting cold, shit's getting tough, check out Liquid Mayhem. Uh, go to liquidmayhem.com. Use the promo code IKELIVE25. 25% off everything on the site, including shad, garlic, minnow, crawl, garlic, crawl, and la 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 leech. Also brought to you by Hobie Kayaks. Kayak fishing is sweeping the country. It's an amazing way to access bodies of water. They utilize the Hobie pedal drive system with the Mirage Drive. It's unbelievable. Hands-free fishing. Check them out at Hobie.com. Also brought to you by TH Marine. Listen to me. If you own a vessel from an inflatable boat all the way up to a 48-foot Biggie small yacht, check out TH Marine. They've got some great products. And by the way, we're going to be giving away a Hydrowave tonight, I Pete. I heard that. That's outstanding. Big-time gift. Big-time gift. Uh, Pete, pick it up for me here with some of these great sponsors. Uh, brought, brought to you by the Bass University. Uh, a lot of people aren't fishing this time of year. There's right? no better time... To go back and study, we've got over 300 instructional seminars on Bass University, uh, some featuring Seth Fighter, and Whoop. we're, we're going to be filming some really cool stuff with uh, with Seth while he's here for future Bass University episodes. Use the code TRYBU, get 10 days free, and a lot of great, new, great stuff coming out for our uh, Black Friday and Cyber Monday promotions. And thebassuniversity.com, you can see all the classes that we have scheduled for this year. We're also brought to you by Real Snot, amazing line treatment. Uh, you'll cast further, uh, less tangles, less backlashes. And you know what? It's extremely helpful in the cold weather Big seasons. Time. Big time. You know, the, when it's real cold out, your line gets a little bit more rigid. It helps there. Also helps with ice. Uh, Got to try Real Snot. Got to try it. Also brought to you by Vision Wheel, uh, makers of the best rim in the country, in the world, uh, if you want to really make your truck look good, if you want to put some rims on your trailer, go to visionwheel.com. Also brought to you by Tackle Warehouse. Everybody I know, including KVD and Mark Zona, 
shop at Tackle Warehouse. Uh, go to TackleWarehouse.com. And, of course, the very special Ike Live promotion over there, which is if you spend more than 50 bucks, use the code Ike Live and get free shipping. What's the matter? Why are you looking at me like that? I'm, I'm not. Okay. And finally, last but not least, brought to you by Line Cutters. We've got them all over the booth here. Here's one right here. Line Cutters, awesome product. Cuts line with ease. As we say on Nike Live, cuts it like butter. Check them out. Go to linecutters.com. Awesome product. Uh, this is going to be a great show. Hang in there with us. We come back. The Ike Live Thanksgiving special featuring Seth Fighter, Chase Anderson. Hang in there with us. Come on. Let's go. Warning. The following live webcast might contain content that some people find crude, vulgar, or objectionable. When watching this program, please make sure the room is well lit and do not sit too close to the screen. If you're uptight, easily offended, or lacking a sense of humor, please stop watching right now and leave the Internet. Now it's time for Mike Live. Best. Lost three of my teeth, too. All right, so you lost. Next time you'll win. Steamy, hot, hearty, delicious, invigorating. Folks at home, folks at home, <laughs> welcome to Ike Live. How you doing tonight? I uh, hope you're having a wonderful Sunday evening. I know we are. Uh, welcome to a great show. We've got the Thanksgiving special lined up for you tonight. It's going to be an amazing show. We have in-studio guests all the way from North Country, Seth Fighter joining us in the studio, and also later in the show, joining us new Bass Majority owner, Chase Anderson. Looking forward to talking to Chase about the future of Bass. Joining me to my right, the co-host of the show, really, really key, crusty part of the show, Pete Clusick. Pete, how you doing tonight? I'm crusty. I'm, I'm good. I want to bring it up again. The hat tonight is a turkey. Yeah. In, in honor of Thanksgiving. How's it look? I think it looks good. It actually matches. I noticed your shirt. Yours flying the colors tonight. You want to talk a little bit about your gear tonight? Yeah, man. Well, I'm an Eagles fan. I mean, we're in Eagles what? country. We have the best team in the NFL. Right. Not in our division, not in the NFC East, but in the entire NFL. Right. Um, so none of us know really how to behave. As Eagles fans, we've never been here before. Right. <laughs> and, uh, but it's a lot of fun. Big game tonight. Eagles-Cowboys. Big rivalry. Cowboys are coming looking strong. 
It's going to be a big test. It's going to be fun. I'm looking forward to watching that game, so I'm wearing the colors. It's going to be awesome. But here's the bad news. You know, the game starts at 8 o'clock, and we go till 9. How are you going to handle that? Well, Eric is going to, through the instant messaging board, keep me posted on on the score. Okay. Hopefully we'll get out of here soon enough where I can watch the second half. Okay. Sounds good. Sounds good. But Uh, I I do want to mention something because, dude, I just got back from Mexico. Mexico? Mexico. It was the most amazing trip in the history of the world. Big shout out to Anglers Inn for hosting the Bash University Anglers and, Inn, and all the crew uh, from the Bash University, our students that all came down uh, yeah. and fished with us for a week down there. Yes. A, absolutely amazing. 85 degrees in the morning, and uh, you know, whole different, whole different kind of temperature deal. It, it, my first trip back, it was 25 degrees in the morning. Wow! <laughs> so it was a little bit of culture shock. But wow! Anybody get abducted? Uh, no. <laughs> Name your abductions. No abductions. You know, no abductions. Hey, you know, honestly, that gets a little bit of a bad rap, but... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, tell that to the people we, who are holding the proof of life uh, USA Today's and telling their parents they're still alive. Gets a little bit alive. of a bad rap. Meanwhile, yeah, yeah. there's headless bodies <laughs> spewed all throughout yeah. the road, <laughs> headed down to the end. Well, but mo- there is 10-pounders. That's so. there. there. It's worth the trip, right? right. And, and most of the people that came on our trip made it back. So uh, we were good. <laughs> Most of them. They have an 80% return rate. <laughs> I'd, I'd trade my head for a 10-pounder any day. The folks at Angles have got it figured out. You get no, there safe. They do. It's awesome. It's yeah. cool. It is. It's it, awesome. Uh, let me continue to introduce the room. Uh, on the casting couch tonight, the one and only Dave Brodzik in the house. Dave, how you doing tonight? All right, all right, all right, man. Good to see you. Anything, anything good happening with you? I, you? We were talking about something out there. What, were, what the heck were we yeah. talking about? I said save it for the show. Yeah, so last night, um, first time ever uh, for my birthday, uh, my wife took me to the Philadelphia Orchestra. Wow! Right? Now, I, I mean... This is culture, man. No, nah, so I'm going to tell you something, dude. Like, when Metallica did that, did... The thing with the with the I San Francisco that. orchestra, like it was like twenty years ago. I remember that. Like that song, No Leaf Clover, with the San Francisco Orchestra, still one of my favorite songs of all time. So right. I've always had an interest in it. Yeah. And we yeah we went last night. It was cool, man. Like it's it's that's you talk about like a team effort. Right. There's probably about sixty people up there. Yeah. Everyone like you know I would say vi- mostly is comprised of violins. Right. And other instruments I don't even know what they are. And the back row's got a bunch of anybody playing the skin flute. Yeah, no. Nah. Well, yeah, there's a lot of skin flutes going around, but not in there and maybe after work. Oh, okay. But yeah, it was me, my wife, old people, and skin fluters. Like, that's pretty much what was there. So, <laughs> so uh, no, nah, but I mean, yeah, so, no, nah, like, uh, if, if you, yeah, if you never went to see one, you know, go see one. Go go see yeah. you know, They all have different themes. Yeah. And this was uh, the Four Seasons. It was pretty okay. cool. Okay. That's cool. Like, I'll tell you what, like, they did, it was done in German. And they have the words scrolled across like a big screen up there, and you read it. Now I swear the lyrics are are almost the same as like Lamb of God's Break You. Like I'm watching wow. like the lyrics, and it's like yeah. you know like it lasts four days, and it's like you know like it's the same exact now, thing. Now I dude. have to ask this: Were you the only one in the entire arena with your hands like that thrashing about <laughs> yeah. in the front? Yeah, whipping the nightmares into a frog. Did you start <laughs> try starting a pit? <laughs> yeah, pitting up. Nah, dude, it, it, it was cool, man. <laughs> were, you black, were you black tie? No, nah, I was Formal? wearing a tie, but no, it, it, yeah. some people, no, it, it was pretty casual. It's not, I imagine there's probably different ones, you know, like one we were at was pretty casual. Everyone was either before or after dinner. Yeah, Pete, Dave, you know? Dave had on a sweater, khakis, and a ripping lips hat. <laughs> I did have on a sweater. <laughs> <laughs> and you did have khakis. No, I look good, though. Hold on, you know, it's funny. So I looked pretty handsome last night. My, my, so my, my, my wife said, though, my wife said, what the? my wife said, you look handsome. She's like, you could definitely be Mr. Delaware. <laughs> oh! 
There's a de- you know, because if people who aren't from this area, like everything in Delaware, pretty much blows. Like, <laughs> like in the wrestling world, you go to Delaware to get a four foot trophy because you're not going to get it in Pennsylvania or New Jersey. You know what I mean? Like you go to Delaware to go get a first place medal. You know, like wow, everything in Delaware is just terrible. Wow, that's that's awesome. <laughs> uh, continuing on, uh, joining us, and I'm so happy to have him in studio. It's so much better when we have guests in studio. A uh, uh, good friend of the show, good friend of mine, Seth Fighter, joined us on the casting uh, couch tonight. Seth, I'm stoked to have you here, man. Yeah, I'm enjoying my time in Jersey. That's awesome. I know you're. I, you might be enjoying it too much. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, now, we we just gotta let it out right now because I know the story. Everybody here knows the story, but we gotta let everybody know. You got in on Saturday. Yep. Pretty hectic flight, and these Brian the Carpenter basically picked you up and he ushered you immediately. First thing you did is you got a Philly cheesesteak. Oh, yeah. How was that experience? It was delicious. It where was. at? Well, hold on. Where at? Where'd you go? That's oh, Tina's. I, hold on. I got to interrupt. Tell oh, me. hey, Luke. Why don't we finish inter- inter- introducing the room? No, 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 no. I want to hear this one story. I'm there. I can't even. Oh, no, no, no. I want to hear this one story. You guys are retarded. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> Who gives a shit? <laughs> so he takes right. me to Tony Luke. I asked him what to get. I don't know. I've never been here before. You know, I want the traditional Philly cheesesteak or yeah. whatever. Yeah. He goes up there, or he makes me go up there and order by myself, trying to embarrass me, but I killed it. That's so wrong. <laughs> did I not, did I not, she didn't even laugh at me when I ordered it. But, like, she couldn't tell I wasn't from around there. Um, yeah, ate it. It was delicious. Got it with Wiz. Wiz nice. Yeah. Wiz then we went, uh, Wiz went straight to the scenic New Jersey lake trout. Uh, wow. Okay. You want to leave it nameless? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, okay. all right, hold up. Now we'll, we'll we will pause it here because I see Brian. He's going to fire me okay. if I don't continue with the introduction. Okay, we're going to get back to that. Uh, continue with the introduction. The one and only Brian the Carpenter. There you go, Brian. Hey. Good job, Brian the Carpenter, producing the show tonight. Uh, Brian, you're looking a little peaked tonight. Yeah. Any reason for that? We'll talk about that in a second. We'll talk about that. All right. And sitting next to, finally sitting next to Brian the Carpenter is the one and only. Eric the Intern, a.k.a. E, a.k.a. Squidward, a.k.a. Eric Lewinsky, <laughs> handling IMs tonight. I thought it was also Eric the Employee. Eric the Employee? Yeah. <laughs> you have more a.k.a.s than anybody's ever had on this that show. Pete, true. that's crazy. Well, he's made quite an impression. How you so doing tonight, E? I'm doing good. It's Sunday. My team already won on Thursday, so the stress levels are at a minimum. Okay. And we also were able to get out on the water yesterday, which was... A pretty interesting experience. Right. Okay. So now that everything everybody's introduced, Yay. let's now we can get talk to about Mexico. And no, 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 Tony no, no. Luke's and... no, no. Let's get to it now. So, so Brian picked you up, gave you a cheesesteak, yep. made you order, embarrassed, tried to embarrass you, yeah. and then he he made you drive another hour and a half after you've been in the plane for three hours yeah. to do what? We were attempting to catch my very first lake trout. Right. I've never caught one before. Right. Uh, we failed, did catch a rock bass, but it was a good time. A rock bass? Yeah. yeah. Good job. All right. Now, this, Dave, I, I, wanted, I want you to chime in real quick. Mm-hmm. So I think part of the reason they didn't catch any lake trout is this spot might be getting hit a little too hard. You want to jump in, Dave, and back yeah. me up a little here? I mean, how much are we allowed to reveal? Well, I, I, we, we can reveal a little bit. We've got a going Ike planned yeah, yeah, we in have a couple go, weeks. Yeah, we have a going Ike planned on a place yeah. with, a, with a small area that we're going to target yeah. that Eric, the employee, has been out there every day wearing out with his GoPro. <laughs> yeah, footage, man. By the time we get out there, yeah! Ike's flying in a camera crew with boom mics, and we're going to get out there, yeah. and we're going to have wind... Just wind blowing through the mic. That's right, it. Maybe, that's it. I mean, no fish catching. No fish. Maybe we should declare this lake off limits to Eric 
the intern. I think we might have to. <laughs> at this point. Uh, dude, Eric's yeah. been fishing it since he was like four. He should have the place dialed, right? Right. Right. We don't let's, need to keep catching let, them let's anymore. Ease off those fish a little bit, yeah. there, Junior. Hey, you want to respond to any of this? <laughs> you know what? <laughs> That's a perfect response. I don't, <laughs> I don't necessarily have a comment on that. I'd rather talk about what happened after we got done fishing yesterday. Oh. Because it was both a traumatic and extremely hilarious situation. Okay, yeah. Eric, ahead. Yeah, All right, I let's mean, hear about it. I don't know. Do you guys want to tell this from your perspective Fighter. to start, or do you want me to go? I, I say you guys tell it from your perspective. All right, it all must right. have looked even funnier. I'd like to hear about it. All right, so you, you got back from this amazing experience where you caught a 10-inch rock bass. You drove another three hours. <laughs> nine inch, and a half. Like. Right, nine and a half. You drove another three hours home because now it's traffic time, and you, you had to deal with all that. No, no, so check it out. Okay. So we're getting off the water. It's right about dusk. It's been pouring on us. We didn't catch shit. Uh, and me and Seth walk up that long ramp all the way. You know the, the, the ramp up there. It's a mile long. Yeah. We get to the top of the ramp. We're leaving, right? Eric and his buddy are there. They're going to take care of the boat. As we're leaving, Seth's like, is he still in his boat? Because the boat's, like, drifting away. And we look over, and there he is. At, they're both at the truck. <laughs> and keep in mind, this is a huge ramp. I mean, yeah. it's probably not a good, good. hundred yards so, from where the trucks are at yeah, to the water. Downhill. So we're like, dude, and he just sprints, him and his buddy, and Eric goes flying down that hill. So I'm in my truck at the top of the ramp watching him run downhill. Dave, you know what it's like to run downhill, dude. You never look cool. But homeboy <laughs> was in full stride, and I'm just like, no, son. Like, I'm thinking he's just going to uh, eat yeah. chin first. Yeah. Right down. In Tim's. Yeah. In Tim's. Yeah. Tim's. Wow. Tim's boots. Dude. Wow. I think he set some form of record. Wow. <laughs> the fastest that man has ever traveled dude, wearing Timberland feet boots. feet in between strides. I mean, he was long shanked. Yeah. You know that moment where something so crazy happens that you just black out yeah. everything else around it's, you? It's the Hulk experience. That's exactly what happened. And David my Baxter. My only thought <laughs> was getting to that boat. And I had to go about, I would say, close to waist deep. To get it back, 50 degree water. He never slowed down, dude. Right into the water. <laughs> wow. Like Mitch, dude, you look like Mitch from Baywatch running down. Wow. The wow. Down. Like a Labrador. Yeah. Yeah. And what? I got the video of this. You do have video. I got, I got some video. All right. Well, we need, we need to cue that up. I want to see well, that. Well, how did the boat escape? Who, whose fault was that? Right. <laughs> I, I have a theory. I don't really think anyone was at I have fault a theory. necessarily. I, yeah. <laughs> Seth, well, I want to hear your theory. This is a pretty good theory. Okay. I think. So uh, <laughs> we, we, we came back from the. The lake trout top secret hall, and we're back at the boat ramp fishing around in front of the ramp, and there's a guy fishing offshore there, and uh, at the boat ramp where boats go. I'm right. That out. He's on shore. Right. He's not on the boat ramp. He's got a few lines out. Whatever. Eric proceeds to do about four, four laps over the top of his line. <laughs> oh yeah, dude. We and then and then he parks the boat next to him, and we all walk up there. So my theory is the guy gave the boat. Uh, yeah. I can see that. Loosen it up, and uh, the wind did the rest. (laughs) See that? Karma comes back around. All right, Brian and Carpenter, you got a little video for us. Play this thing for us. Let's see. He's fishing at the boat ramp. Let's see this. Here here it goes. (laughs) (laughs) This made my truck. Oh, I thought that was Eric running with a chest cam. Uh, The video's a little late. Eric, you got it? The aftermath. What happened? We're stupid. That's what happened. <laughs> <laughs> That's a nice tan line you got, Eric. Both float away. Thumbs up. <laughs>
<laughs> wow. I caught the end of it. Nice. That was better than nothing. Yeah. It was better than nothing. Even for Brian, instead of trying to throw you a rope or something, he's got his camera out oh, waiting yeah. for you to yeah. fall on your face oh, and yeah. drown. Yeah. Yeah. Waiting for hey, more. Moment, <laughs> waiting for more. Uh, let me remind everybody watching, uh, we appreciate you tuning in tonight. If you're watching on Facebook, uh, it's a cool way to watch it, but go over to IkeLive.com. A lot more features over there, Pete. A lot more accessibility to images and, of course, to win prizes. So come over to IkeLive.com. And uh, also, we say this every show, but I want to remind everybody, their input, our viewers' input, super important, right? we got to hear from them. Absolutely. We love to hear from you guys. Yeah, and it's easy to do. Right. Instant message us. Right Right next to the screen. There you go. Hit us up on the IM. And based on your messages tonight... We're going to be doing some giveaways. We have some great prizes from Rapala. We got a great prize from TH Marine. So please chime in. We want to hear from you. Oh my gosh! <laughs> wow. Hey. <laughs> uh, let's start this show before we get into it. By uh, we always do this, Pete. Every show we want to thank. The military, uh, men and women, uh, active military veterans. We just had Veterans Day. We want to thank those guys. I uh, want to thank police, firemen, EMT. Thank you guys for what you do. It's a crazy world. And Brian Carpenter, this is really cool. We want to talk a little bit about this. Talk about Veterans Day and thanking the military. We have two really cool, amazing pieces, Dave, that we're adding to our Mark McCallan uh, uh Memorial, we've the, got. We here. call it the Mark Shrine. The Mark Shrine, and it, and you know, for those of you that follow the show, Mark was a great friend of ours, great friend of the Ike Live. Uh, he passed away. We had this amazing little wall memorial created, and we've got two more pieces that we're going to add to it. Uh, the first one, Brian, we, can I? Can you zoom in on that just a little bit? Maybe some some people can see it. It's uh, what's the name for this, Dave? It has a name. It's it, it does know. have a name. I don't know. Uh, if anybody from the military is watching, but it's basically like an ID bracelet. It was given to me at the Toyota Ur- Owners Event by Big Sexy. It's got Mark's name on it. It has uh, his his date of birth and date of passing. It's got his email address on it. It's amazing. I wore this thing for like two weeks straight. We're going to add that to the memorial. We're going to put that right in the corner, which is awesome. And then Brian DeCarpenter, we got this amazing crankbait sent in to us. Can't hear you. Take it out of the plastic. Okay. Um, yeah, that's uh, uh, so. It turns out it's it's uh, Mark's cousin, Dale, from uh, DH Custom Baits, and uh, he he got Mark's signature, and has them on these baits. So Very cool. Kind of Red, white, and blue. Yep. Red, white, and blue colors. Mark's signature right on the side of the white bait. So thank you for that. We're going to add that to the memorial as well. Notes. There's a, a link to DH Custom where you can find them if you're interested in that. Put that on that side, Pete. That's awesome. Uh, thank you for that. Makes that memorial even more special. Um, man, Pete, I, I want to say again, we got a great show tonight. I'm excited about this one. I know I, know I say that a lot, yeah. but this one I'm really, really excited about. It's gonna be, uh, it's gonna be good. I think. It's, well, I, it's awesome to have Seth in the room because he's so cool, and I'm looking forward <laughs> to hearing his input. I've already, he's already cracked us up about the boat escaping situation. The lost boat. The lost boat. Also, we've got. I mean. Bass, right? It's it's the big gorilla. It's the it's it's our whole sport revolves. It is around what bass does, and and we've got the man 
that's going to be in charge here tonight. So it's it's going to be a fascinating show, I think. It's going to be interesting. It's, it's exciting. You know, it, 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 change is in the air, you know, and mm-hmm. I'm, I'm excited by change. So looking forward to that call. Uh, let's do a little housekeeping, though, and get caught up. Pete, you talked about Mexico. Mm-hmm. Awesome trip. Uh, give you, I want to give everybody a little recap on a couple things that I've been through here the last week or so. Uh, two, not one, Brian Carpenter, but two Going Ike episodes shot in the last week. I'm so excited. Um, did you? Yes. Want to give a sh- Did I talk about the one out in San Diego on the last show? Oh, San Diego. No. Uh, last week, I was out on the West Coast filming a commercial for Rapala. Really cool commercial. And while I was out there, I got a chance to drive down to San Diego, right near where Hobie is based out of, and uh, fish with uh, a, a good friend Morgan down there. And, dude, we caught like 12 species. Really? Out uh, within within a couple miles of the shore on the San Diego coast. It's going to be a great going night kayak episode. Saltwater fishing. Okay. And I, I I wanted to tell you it makes you reconsider why you're bass fishing when you get out there in the salt. You know what I'm saying? How, how yeah. terrifying is it though to be a couple miles offshore? Like. So it is. It's a little strange, and and like some of it you don't want to think about. You know, like. There's shit down there that could could eat you, like right? In the ocean. Yeah, yeah. You, you enter the food chain. You're yeah. you're in the ocean, you know, and you're literally yeah. a big surface. Yeah, floor. you're you're paddling out there, and you're three, four, you know, you're four or five miles out there, and you're paddling out. Oh my god, you're like a speck, you know what I mean? Yeah. And you've got these giant party boats coming by, right? And you're like, well, there's like a little flag on the back or whatever, and you're like, god, I hope they see me. But it's intimidating. What I makes it imagine. more intimidating is the fact of what you can catch, right? So you're fishing for these species that can get up to hundreds of pounds, and you're going to hook this thing in a kayak. Yeah. There's always that point at which do you, you know, are you going to try to land this thing, or right. are you going to cut it loose, right? Morgan, the guy I fished with, told me a story, and he's he's lived there since he was 15, so he's this is his thing. But they go out at, at night a lot of times. They'll go out at like 4 o'clock in the morning, a couple hours before sunrise, right? And they'll be... Um, They'll get out there early because there's always that early bite. Mm-hmm. So it's pitch black. The only thing he has on is that headlamp. And he, he already made bait like the night before, so he's got the bait. And he dropped down and he hooked something. And, dude, it's towing him. And he can't stop it, right? So it's, oh. it's towing him. He's got big gear, but it's towing him. And he has no idea besides his GPS of exactly where he's at. It's completely black. And it's just taking him out and out and out. And he literally told me he got so scared, he was so far out, based on what he was looking on his little GPS screen, that he had to get his knife and cut and it loose. cut the line. And cut wow. it loose. But that's the kind of shit that's it's intimidating. It's intimidating. At any time, you can hook into something yeah. that could probably tow you for yeah. an hour. Yeah. Now, did he have any, he have any uh, suspicions as to what it might have been? Uh, he said uh, it could have been a big shark. It could right. have been you know a rare occasion where those big tuna, those giant, giant ones. Mm-hmm. Several hundred pound tuna could have been. So he had a couple ideas, but did you get tie into something we, that towed I, you around? I tied in the biggest fish I tied into was a halibut, which weighed over tw- it was about twenty one pound halibut. Wow! And halibut, Brian and Carver, you remember from went out to see Tom? It's awesome. Awesome fight. Little yeah. different yeah. in the delicious fact that too. yeah, oh, they, delicious. They're, they're, they taste amazing. Tastes they're really good. Crap. Little 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 different fight in that it's like these deep throbs, right. not that zzz, you know what mm. I mean. But incredible, trying to land them in a kayak. Just, I'm, I'm surprised. I thought a halibut was a cold water species. I too. Yeah. Yeah. Like Alaska. yeah, no. They catch them San Francisco all the way down to San Diego. San Francisco's wow. cold, dude. Mm. 
San Fran's cold. Yeah. You were, but he was in San Diego. I was Diego. in San Diego. Yeah. Well, same thing, right? Nah. <laughs> San. <laughs> That's like way from, down, it's like right? From here to Michigan, Maryland. It all starts with an M. Like here to Florida. Uh, no, but here's here's a surprise. We caught 12 species mm-hmm. in a day and a half of shooting, but catching bonita. Who who caught yeah. bonita? Dave, did you catch bonita before? I never have. Little, little, basically little tuna. And I'm mm-hmm. I'm I'm telling you, these things are three and a four pounds. Catching them on bass tackle. Catching them on like a seven foot medium action spinning rod with yeah. 15 pound braid. And dude, you would hook these things, and and he'd fight them, you'd fight him, you'd gain on them. They get to the kayak, and they would just, zzzz, <laughs> and you would just watch 50 I yards never, go. I might have, I don't know if I caught a, per, I don't know if I was catching permit or I was catching them, but I, that, yeah, insane. They look, they're similar looking, I think. Insane, and it makes you think. It's like you know, like our, our prize, and, and Seth, we'll talk about it later. Smallmouth and the bass world is king, right, for mm. those amazing fights. But you take that fish that's only three or four pounds. And it's putting that fight to shame. Yeah. Makes you think. You know, you start, you, your wheels start turning. Like, well, that's what I was trying to tell you, Mike. Like, if, if we lived in Florida, you'd just fish for snook in, in the river. Like, you know, you'd be uh, ruined. You'd be, right. Yeah, you'd be fishing for snook. You'd man. be ruined. You, you wouldn't even... go after them with bass tackle. Right. And know? they and they fight and strike oh. very similar to oh, a yeah, bass. Yeah. 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 But they fight much harder. Yeah. Seth, do you have a lot of saltwater experience? None. None. I went and caught sharks one time in uh, Florida when we were down there for, I don't remember, it was in the winter. You would go nutty. Can't hear you, Seth. We can't hear you. Yeah, and, and your Not ear. That? Hold on, fix your ear well, too. I, I just, I don't really. There you go. You fix your ear. Well, I can't the thing the other way. Well, I know. Brian, I, Brian I, the carpenter's been trying to fix his ear for forty years. <laughs> hey, no, I can't hear myself. <laughs> <laughs> I got you. But yeah, I went shark fishing one time. It was fun. Yeah, you'd be. The first one almost pulled me in too. You're kidding it was me. Embarrassing. No, we went out there. There's like not a lick of wind. He's, we were using like cut bait, and uh. He's like, okay, drop him over. So I'm like, okay, I just start dropping him over. It goes like under the boat. There must have been some kind of current. I didn't think much of it. I literally let out like 10 feet of line. All of a sudden, zzz, zzz, like something's got it. You know what I mean? Taking it. And the guy's like, oh, I'll give it a little more line and then hit him. And so I give him a little more line. Mind you, my bait's like on that side of the boat. Yeah. You know? Dude, I set the hook on like the edge of the boat and the thing like <laughs> almost straight pulled me under the boat like immediately. It was it's crazy. awkward and embarrassing. It's but, crazy. But yeah. I held my own after that. Yeah, saltwater, saltwater fishing is very, very addicting. We get appreciation for drag, something that we don't necessarily use. No drag know? is like, jig drag. Yeah. <laughs> say, Dave, say no drag is jig drag five times fish can go. No drag is jig drag. No drag is jig drag. No drag is jig drag. No drag. <laughs> <laughs> you got three. That's yeah. better than you normally do. Uh, but but here's a great <laughs> here's a great turning point, and I, I, I'll, I'll pick on you, Dave, on this one. So we filmed that going, Ike, and then the last two days, Pete – I had an opportunity to do something. I've. It's funny because you're gonna laugh, but I've wanted to do this for a while. Had an opportunity to, to carp fish, to purposely yep. sport fish for a carp, and I got to do it right here in Philadelphia on the Schuylkill River. And I, let me get. I, I want to get. I want to get Dave's. I want to hear Dave's opinion. But tell me yours while you're looking at me. A lot of people <laughs> consider carp, you know, like this trashy. Easy to catch fish. What is your opinion of carp fishing? Well, you know, I mean, easy to catch. I don't know. I'd, I'd never target them, but we never. I mean, we never target them. It's not. We never thought of them as a sport fish. Right. Uh, you know, it was always something that you'd see, and it was. You know, it, it's not a predator. You know, for say, mm-hmm. it just never really. You know, got dialed into it. But boy, I, I, I'm aware of it, man. It's like it over in Europe. 
at various places, you know, oh, around it's this king. country. It's Pe- king in Europe. People bro. are pa- passionate about it. And the one thing that I noticed is that when you tie into a car, because we catch them by accident, it is a powerhouse fish. I mean, it's pure muscle, and it, it just never, ever quits. It's incredible. Uh, you know, so it, it is an amazing fish from that capacity. But, uh, but I have never actually going out after them. I've never targeted them, even to this point. Dave, would you go out of your way? Would you convert from bass fishing to carp fishing? Would, would you ever consider doing that? I would never purposefully ever start my truck up to go carp fishing. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny, and I'm glad yeah. you said that. I was waiting for that from you because, you know, I, I feel like in years past I had that same mentality. But, dude, i got to tell you, Brian Carpenter, Eric, listen to me on this. Dude, I'm a changed man after what I saw the last day and a half of of filming this Going Ike episode. What did you see? So we fished on the banks of the Schuylkill, mm-hmm. in this area of the Schuylkill they call uh, the Real Peel. They named it the Real Peel. It's this area that they've been grooming. This, these, these are all the terms I'm stealing from these guys. They've been grooming this spot for three years. And what that means by grooming it is they've been baiting it for three years, right? They've been you know, basically creating a spot, which is interesting within itself, right? Mm-hmm. You know, They're not following the fish. They're bringing the fish to them. How'd you get hooked up, up with these I guys? Like yeah, so uh, I, I, I got a buddy that uh, has come out to a lot of the Ike Foundation events, this guy Taylor. And his. it's funny because all these guys at Cartfish have street names. Yeah. So Taylor's street carp name is Taylor Made. So Taylor Made, we've been in contact for a while. It's great, isn't it? And uh, he's like, you got to come out. And I see his Instagram pictures of 30 and 40 pounders. And I'm like, oh, my God. And so I'm I'm immersed into this world, right? And I go down there, and and it's funny because this spot, it's like almost like invite only, like literally, like dude, if outsiders come in, dude, they like they they want you out, they <laughs> box you out, you know what I mean? So it's like a private club, right? Cool. So they're letting me into this world, and I go down there, and first guy I meet is uh, is this guy, and he's about six three, six four, about two hundred pounds, big intimidating looking guy. And his name is Ron, but his his cart name is the Grandmaster. Ron, Ron, Grandmaster Ron, because he's got this thing dialed, and uh, and he's got his his I think it's his brother or his cousin is Mark the Shark. Yeah, I've seen him. Yeah, Mark the Shark, and then we've got and this and I love this guy. We've got this guy Mike, who is Carpadelphia Mike, <laughs> Carpadelphia Mike, and they've all got all these names, but. Dude, it was so intense on the system that they used. You know, it almost reminded me like, Seth, you can relate to this. Al Linder shit. Yeah. You you grew up in that part of the country, but remember, you know, like Al and Ron Linder and the Linders, it was like this system, right? FLPS. Yeah, exactly. They're, right. They'd always preach this system and methods and techniques. Dude, it was exactly the same. So I get there and they're schooling me on you know, the line, no, 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 the line's got to be like this, and the leader has to be this lead core leader, and then you peel off some of the sheathing at the end, and then you tie on this special hook, and to it, to the hook, you tie a leader of braid, and the bait that you're going to use is attached to the leader, not the hook itself. They call it a fly line, and dude, it's, it's this system, and the weight, it's called a pack weight, so it's this big one to four ounce weight, right? But it's flat. It's got little spikes on it. And that's what you put your meal on, your concoction. Like when we were kids, we used to call it concoction. But they call it pack bait. And everybody has different techniques on their pack bait. So some guys are like, oh, no, no, no. you got to use oatmeal. And you got to use a little bit of rice. And no, no, I put a little sweet tea in mine. 
You have to get the consistency right so it packs on this weight. Dude, this is the craziest <laughs> shit. You lob it out there, and the pack bait like slowly disintegrates. And what's left is your hook with these baits they're using, and they're all high-floating. So they're like – they call it single corn or, or, or basically like these balls, and they're high-floating. So they stick up, and they're scented. Dude, there's all this shit going on, and I'm like blown away. I'm like – this is carp fishing, right? But, dude, the reality set in because the water's in the high 40s. Dude, the carp not biting. Mm. So it's all starting to make sense. You know what I mean? It, Dude, I'm a, I, instantly I'm a, a convert to this carp fishing. So anyway, make a long story short, in a day and a half of fishing, between 15 to 20 rods out at all times, oh, change in baits, you know, change and stuff. And, by the way, three of the guys overnight it for tw- over 24 hours. In these little tents. This is how hardcore these guys are. Wow. Mike and Ron. Did any of these guys have a Cadillac with like curb feelers on them? I don't think they did, but they may have. I never saw their vehicles. Yeah. Uh, but dude, they're so into it. And you had Dave. Even like your answer that you gave me, you have to appreciate this, man. Yeah, I don't know. You have to it's, appreciate it's, it's their sound, dedication. It sounds like it sounds like these guys took the ingredients to a Big Mac and used French words. You know what I mean? It's still a big man. It's yeah. It's not though. I I know. I get, I get what you're saying, but it's not. I'm so blown away no, by this whole thing. I want to see the episode. I'm excited. It's, it's going to be a great episode. And and you know. And again, here's the here's the whole reason. The whole reason is that fight. When you finally hook one, they're using very limber rods. You're way out in the middle of the channel, dude. It's amazing. So you, uh, you something was caught. Yeah. So in in a day and a half of fishing, we we caught five carp. Okay. So we caught uh, we caught. One the first day, two came at night last night, and then we caught two this morning, and that was it, dude. Did you stay overnight? I didn't stay overnight. I I pussied out. I came <laughs> home to a warm bed, but I I got to catch one of those five carp. It was a, about a twenty pounder. Okay. It's amazing, dude. I mean, it's it, it you know it's sport fishing. You know, at the end of the day. It's sport fishing, but and it's gonna be a good one. Yeah. Carp are really tough to hook, man. I mean, like, do they got to be right on point? For that, for that bite and the hooks. They're set. super tough. So super tough. They're yeah, yeah, and I don't. I want to give away too too much episode, but okay. but what you said is right. So part of the system now is with that heavy weight and that hook that they have, right? So you got this big weight sitting there, and this hook's now kind of dangling. So they put the rods in rod holders, and they've got you're allowed three rods at a time. So you got these rods in a rod holder, and then they use these electronic alarms. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. and so this is you know so now they're tenting out, they fall asleep. This line goes through a roller, and when you get that bite, it sets the alarm off. Du, 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 du. Uh, okay. And so you wake up or you run to the rod, it's going off. But but in a nutshell, Bry, that heavy weight, that one to four ounce weight, when that carp sucks it in, because the way they feed, they suck in, they yeah, blow yeah, out, yeah, they suck yeah. in. When he sucks it in and blows it out, that resistance of that weight, they basically hook themselves. How about it? So cool, it's man. it's amazing. It's yeah. a system. You know? I had no idea, man. Yeah. It's really cool. It's really yeah. cool. Uh, so shout out to all the guys down at The Real Peel. Thank you for letting me into your world. Uh, it, was, it was awesome. It's going to be a great Going Like episode. Loved it. Now, now we've got to get Ed Bassmaster, Kenny Ketchum, to go down there and, and, and mess up their place. <laughs> that might be bad. He might end up in the Schuylkill River. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he would. You know, you know where they set up, right? I'm thinking it's that pier on the. I'm thinking it's right before the, all those what? train trestle bridges exactly on the right side. Right well, yeah. Exactly right there. Exactly. Why that spot? Like, what makes that so, a, a carp 
Maddie. So I think a little bit of it was access, and a little yeah. bit of it was good fortune that they picked a good area. So the access is basically it's it's the only without giving it up, right? Without giving up, there's a park there, right? So they have public access. Mm-hmm. They don't get harassed when they overnight. There's no privatization, right? So they that's have the access deep right there, and that's the other part of it. When I looked at how it's set up, the Schuylkill River there actually the channel bends in right where the seawall's at. And then bends back out. So it's a natural funnel, a natural feeding spot on all tides, including low tide. So it's a it's a good spot, you know. I guess there's a lot that goes into it, just like bass fishing. Like, you know, where do these carp feed? Right. You know, where is their springtime? Mm-hmm. How do they spawn? Do you, are you able to even catch them while they're spawning? Uh, you know, it's crazy. You can get five off those old docks, pretty much. Like any time in the summer, you know, you know like that that on the, coming up that same side before you get to them. That pier that comes out, those right. two collapsed docks, yeah. that one seawall is, man, you get in there, you get five fish quick there sometimes, too. Yeah, talking about bass. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no big ones, but yeah, yeah you can fill your, oh, yeah. you can fill no, your bass, with, huh? within 10 minutes yeah. in that one spot, man. Yep, yep, so it was a great show. Uh, one last thing, and then I want to get to Seth. I'm excited to, to talk to <laughs> Seth. Uh, Yards Brewery, grand opening. Yeah. I, I, I'd, I'd, I'd be in big trouble if I didn't give a shout-out to Yards. Uh, Trevor and Tom, uh, good good friends at Ike Live. Pete, you got the fish with them. I did. Great dudes. Yeah, they're awesome. They officially had their grand opening, public grand opening, last Thursday. So they're at their new location, which is 500 Spring Garden in Philadelphia. Pete, three city blocks long, the new facility. That's a lot of beer. It's unbelievable. <laughs> it's crazy. It's it's unbelievable. I can't wait to see it. I'm going to yeah. see it next week. Yep, we're going to have a holiday party there. Uh, yep. Anybody watching, listening, lives in the tri-state area, Go over there, check them out. Uh, they got some limited release beers on tap right now, Dave. Yeah, I wish the stuff. Christmas party was on another night, man. Ah, call you out. Know what I mean? Who cares about work? Ah. Brian DeCarpenter, what do you think about yards? I like it. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations, guys. I uh, can't wait to see the yeah. facility. It's going to be great. Uh, now, speaking of beer, this is a great time to convert, Seth. Uh, <laughs> uh, so I, I want to jump back in. So okay. you, you, your introduction to New Jersey and the Ike Live crew was pretty sounded pretty rocky up <laughs> until the point where you got to the hotel, you got back, you got yeah. checked in, and then and go into a little bit of the, how the rest of the night went. I wouldn't call it rocky. Uh, <laughs> I thought it went pretty well. But anyways, uh, get back to the hotel, drop my stuff off. Uh, Carpenter picks me up. We go to the first bar. It's like no room at the bar. Half hour wait for a table. Go to the second bar. Same deal. Um, then we ended up at what? PB Diner. PB Diner Sports Bar. PB Sports Bar. PB Diner. Um, yeah, it was nice. I mean... How, how soon? There? How quick though, time-wise, before you got in there, did Brian point out the work he did there? Like it was within the first thirty <laughs> seconds. <laughs> no, it was, probably, it was within the first five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was nice though. Yeah. I, mean, I, was <laughs> I feel like it was fifteen minutes. <laughs> I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah. Um, hung out there for a little while. Met up with a few buddies. Um, Wayne Murray. Wayne. Yeah. Yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> Wayne Murray. <laughs> Wayne. Wayne Morris. Wayne Murray. Oh, Wayne Morris. <laughs> Wayne Morris. I'm sorry. Yeah, Wayne's a character. Uh, he is. Yeah. Now, can you confirm? I saw somewhere on social media that some famous guy, he, some famous guy, walked in, real pompous and famous, 
and took a Sharpie and signed Wayne's forehead. Is that true? That is 100%. Wow! I wonder who that was. <laughs> Hold on, dude. Brother, look at this, dude. <laughs> oh, my God, look! There it goes! Oh, my God. Wow. <laughs> yep. Look at that. Wayne's forehead. What does it say? With love or? <laughs> Knock it off. <laughs> oh, my wow. God. Yeah. Bakula. So, I mean, so that happened last night. It's the Bakula night. footprint. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, and then uh, just a lot of beer and a few whiskeys. And, um, I didn't think we went that crazy last night, but then I woke up at about um, I don't know, 9, 10 o'clock yeah. in the morning, and I was on the verge of death. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Absolute verge That'll of happen, death. hanging out with Brian. Yeah, that's, and, that, and I said that to you. I said that to you. <laughs> That's happened yeah. hundreds of times to me <laughs> over the years. A seamlessly uh, mild virgin night. An yeah. evening of drinks with the friends. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Turns into... Certain it, death. It, it's funny because I, I think I called you, Bri, when you were in the car with these guys. Yeah. And you were heading over to meet them. And I had the cast crew guys with me who filmed that last Go and Ike, Vince and Ray. And, you know, Bri's like, oh, come on. You, you coming to meet us? You, and I was just about home by then. Come on. You coming to meet us? And I'm like, and I, I'm like oh, fuck you. I want to hang out with Seth. When he gets, and then I'm like, oh shit, Brian's in charge of this deal. Yeah. I'm <laughs> out, bro. <laughs> Good call. <laughs> I'll be worthless tomorrow night. So. Like me. It was yeah. all about three, four o'clock by the time I was myself again. Yeah. I tried to go eat breakfast, couldn't hardly eat. Yeah. I tried a Bloody Mary, wasn't happening. Yeah. <laughs> Slow recovery. Yeah, I needed a nap in the Vikings game, and I was. All Back to normal. Back to normal. Good. Right, I want to jump in. We we always anybody that's on the couch. We always start with this question, Pete. You know, I'm big on this. A lot of people watching tonight that might not know your backstory. Tell us a little bit. Tell us about you know your background. Tell us about growing up. How'd you get into fishing? How'd you, how'd you get into wanting to do this for a living? Okay. Um. Well, I my dad took me fishing when I was a little kid. He kind of started the interest in it i guess you'd say you know he'd take me up my aunt had a cab and we'd go up there a couple times a summer go whatever yeah walleye pike crappie yeah I never really fished for bass till i was a little older but um then just you know fell in love with it um everything every day of the summer i'd like ride my bike to these little local lakes around the house and just fish off the bank all day that's kind of like where i really like fell in love with bass yeah and just I mean, it's bass or bluegills off the bank. What age was that when you were doing that? Like 10, 11. It's very similar. Very similar like, to our I got story. Some freedom from my yep. parents. Like, I just get on the bike yep. and go, come back yep. in the dark, you know? Beakley's. Um, yeah, so that's kind of really where I fell in love with it. And that's just like back in the TNN days when Bassmasters was on. Yeah. It was the best time for fishing TV, man. Like, this is like an actual thing, you know what I mean? Eric the intern, if you can find the old Bassmaster song, theme song clip, and we could play it, I'll give you Cobb ten bucks. Yeah. It? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You'll never get that ten bucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think it's out there. I want to hear it. Oh, it's out there. The ten, the ten bucks isn't out there. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get no meal or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Give, you a, give you a rope to tie your boat up with. <laughs> now, did you have any friends away. that you rolled around with, or was it just no, you? No, I was kind of flying solo. I grew up in uh, Bloomington, Minnesota. It's like right outside of downtown Minneapolis. I'm like 15 minutes from downtown Minneapolis. So, so if I'm looking at Minneapolis, like... Straight south, a little west. So Red Wing area. No. 
No, Red Wing's like an hour from here. <laughs> I said, I don't know. I was up there once. <laughs> it seemed like you it was close. You know America? I heard of it. I don't know where that's, it is. That's right. Okay. Yeah. By the way. Yeah, so that's yeah. suburbia. Yeah. Yeah. Like, most of the kids, like, weren't into fishing. Right. Um. So, anyways, just grew up fishing all the ponds and stuff. And I actually did carp fish a lot when I was a kid. Wow. There's one little pond called Penn Lake. It's, like, there's literally nothing in there but carp. Right. And uh, in the winter, they'd keep, like, a bay of it open for all the local ducks and stuff to yeah. sit in. But it's like, the only open water I could find. And I, like, hated ice fishing. So uh, I'd go there and carp fish in that little cesspool of duck birds. That's fun. It was See, you don't do any ice fishing? And... No, I, I'm not a fan. Okay. Wow. Uh, That's unusual. That... What the hell was that? It's not the beginning of the love boat. Yeah. <laughs> that is unusual because it's almost like a given that if you grow up anywhere in that in the state where you live, you have to like ice fish. It's almost like yeah. part of the culture. Yeah, it is. I, I, it's just not your. That's deal. interesting. I, I, I like moving too much, you know. Right. Like that thing. Like you better like pick a good hole. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because if you want, like, I drop it to the bottom once and don't catch one, it's like. Okay, now what? <laughs> like, yeah. brand new drag the sled, yeah. drill another hole. Like, yeah. But there's guys that are into it hardcore. Like, there's guys that don't even summer fish. Like, right. They don't own a boat, but they have a $30,000 ice Dude, house. Dude, those ice houses are screen. crazy. I, mean, I it, thought... It looks like you're... Stupid. Yeah. And then, like, they tow them out on the lake and eat yeah. and drink and sleep and fish them. I think about that from time to time, how fun that would be for our crew to go and just us, like, you know, and, and do, like, a legit ice fishing trip. Oh, I think, yeah, I, I like it. Inside of a cabin, I, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. we're all harnessing yeah. like everyone I, here. I know? like it. I, I don't think, I agree with Seth where it's, I, I wouldn't want to do it all the time. Like, it wouldn't be my thing. But I do like it as a change of pace. I think it's, it, you and know, I just I think, think it's a cool. trip. It's a pretty cool A social yeah. thing. Yeah. I think it's yeah. really cool. Yeah. You got a shanty. Hey, we're or drink, a couple of we're them. drinking, yeah. we're making fun of now, each other. Now, the deal yeah. that we want to go to, Seth, tell us about what's the big ice, the festival they have. Oh, Eel Pout Festival. Eel Pout Festival. Yeah. That's the no, deal. That's where you have to go. That's, that's on Leech, fun. right? I think they actually moved it this year. Don't quote me. Okay. It, it's been on Leech forever, but I thought I heard that they were moving it to a different lake. Dude, so, what so is that? Describe that for people that are watching don't know what this um, is. It's... Girls going wild Mardi on the ice. Gras on ice. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hold on, what? Oh, there goes my yeah. fishing trip. Nice, <laughs> <laughs> you asshole. Hey, oh, sorry. Oh, damn, I didn't, know Mel, I didn't know Mel was watching. Damn it. There's probably a lot less flashing up. that takes place at Eel Pout, but it's that same kind of... It's just a big party on ice. They got a bar out there. And yeah. You catch Eel Pout and freeze them and... What the hell is Dude, What is an eel mouse? pout? Um, kind of looks like a dogfish, like a mudfish, sort of. Kind of. It's more like eely though. Okay. They call but, them burbot. And what are they doing? Burbot. Or no, is that dog? Dude, so here's the burbot. deal. Burbot and eels. Seth, tell me if I'm wrong. Eating that thing, it's like what do they call it? poor man's poor lobster. lobster? How about it's that? Real. Delicious. It's really bland flavor, so you gotta add a little seasoning to it. But the texture is like it's the firmest like fish you've ever had. Right. Okay. It's, right, it's delicious. Yeah, Excellent. yeah. We boils we, them in Mountain Dew. We would have killed it back <laughs> in the day at this eel pout festival, because it's I I I haven't been yet, but I've seen videos and people have told me about it. Lots and lots and lots of easy, average-looking chicks. We would have killed <laughs> well, it. Oh, it's Minnesota. In the day. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm not. I don't want to generalize Minnesota for that, but that particular <laughs> event. You've it been, been awesome. You've been to one. I have not I been to one. That's fair. That's fair, right? That's fair, yeah. 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 I, I would say because it's a Fishing crowd. I, uh, 
I mean, I'm just saying, back in the day, oh, it would have been Brian all over Virtue, that shit. Vir- virtual, what's that virtue signaling me, man? <laughs> all the shit he says, and I get corrected. <laughs> <laughs> so have you been? You, you do need some tips for picking them up in Minnesota, though. Have you been? Flannel. Flannel? Uh, Come with a flannel. Let them beat your arm wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> let, let them. Ah, yes. Must be. Uh, you can try to win if you want. But, uh, if you want to say let them, if that makes you feel better about your manhood after it gets stuck yeah. into the snow, uh, we can go with that. All right. but, uh, so, um, so flannel's key. Flannel's key. Long hair. Minnesota's a state where the men have longer hair than the women. Yeah. Um, so grow it out or get a wig. Where's your wig? Come on. Bye. Come on. Okay. I'm sorry. And, and uh, you know, sorry. facial hair, mustache or a beard. Yeah. Then you're in. Brian's wow. Brian's, Brian's in big Who trouble. Knew? No, facial hair and long hair. Can't do it. Uh, I wish I had a picture to show you when he had his mullet, like you know, back in the day, the way oh his hair God, grows. Yeah. Dude, it's a riot. Man. Was it? <laughs> if you pictured the biggest Brillo pad you could possibly <laughs> think of and <laughs> stuck it out each Brillo side of his on head, top. that's exactly what it looked like, dude. <laughs> Like, he, he could jump off a building, and it would still be stuck to his neck on the way down. Like, it would, oh <laughs> it wouldn't be God. no wind. <laughs> yeah. uh. Nah, it was, it was legit. So what is this festival about? Like, you just go catch well, these there, fish? Well, there is a fishing there contest, a contest, which is really yeah. on the back burner. Okay. Um, but, yeah, there are some guys that go out and catch eel pout, and I don't, I don't even remember how you win. I don't know if it's the biggest one or, like, your ten biggest or whatever. Um, is this a weekend or... Yeah, it's just for like a long weekend, I think. Okay. Yeah, but it's a it's a party on the ice, man. It's yeah. So awesome. You don't go to shore. I mean, you're drinking yeah. on the ice, sleeping on the ice. All right, you're you're in charge of uh, so getting this set up this year. Huh? How do you go to the bathroom out there? You're outside. You just pee. What? Is there is there like a section for people? <laughs> there's no tree. You're on the ice. Huh? There's no tree to stand behind. You're on the ice. Um, I mean, they got some like tents and stuff set okay. up. Is, the is there like a senior section for Pete to take his naps during the day? Geriatric. <laughs> no, a lot of napping. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Pete's in the geriatric hut. <laughs> no, it's probably like it's probably like three stories high, like the old people homes. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like a three-story high fishing hut. I could see Pete coming through in a in an ice bear, one of those big those what are those things? Are they ice bears or what are the? It's like a tractor that oh. like. A bobcat or pop- like, no, uh, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, 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 yeah. They got like a specific name. Yeah. got a name. Uh, it I can sounds see, like that. I can see Pete in that with a loudspeaker on it. I'm Pete Glusick, bitches. <laughs> Just roll it across the. Or a sleigh. Or a sleigh. Sleigh might be good too. Yeah, we got to get that festival. But so, yeah, so yeah, so you're growing up. You're you're starting to get into bass fishing. Yeah. You're in your teens. Yep. What 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 what's next? Like what's what starts this burning desire to try to do this? Uh, well, actually, I fished my first tournament. I was in high school still. They had a, at the time, it was a Minnesota Pro-Am, which was, like, our biggest circuit in Minnesota. Um, but for kids in high school, they took, like, I forgot how many it was, five or ten co-angler spots, and you had to, like, write this essay and do all kinds of crap. But I got selected for it, so I got to fish a year as a co-angler on this Minnesota Pro-Am free of charge. Wow, awesome. cool. That's kind of, like, those were my first tournaments and stuff, and. But then after that, it was, like, probably another couple of years before I actually, like, fished on my own and stuff. I was just, you know, just doing co-angling, just falling <laughs> in love with it, looking good. An Indian has just <laughs> joined us. Come on in, Indian. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
yeah, so then it was a couple of years, and then I started to get, like, back into, like, the, or start, first got into the team stuff, you know, I had a couple older guys that knew some stuff, and I had a boat, and jumped in with them, fished that for a little bit. And you were how old then? That, well, that was probably, I was probably 20 then. Okay. And then, you know, another couple of years later, then, like, I'd say when I was about 22, 23, that's when it was, like, this is what I want to do with the rest of my life. Wow. Kind of, like. I started to have a little success, wow. you know, on like on the team tournaments. Like, yeah, yeah. Where I thought, you know, I might have a chance to go do that. But, but you had to overcome getting a boat, getting a truck. Yeah, my first boat was a uh, was my dad's duck boat, twelve foot jump boat. Yeah, nice. top a, rod style a, right there. I had a three horsepower Sears motor on it. <laughs> Sears motor. Oh, yeah. Sears. <laughs> from the sixties, it was awesome. <laughs> um, but yeah, just kind of slowly, surely. Made some improvements, got a trolling motor, built a deck on it. It was pretty fancy, but then I was done with it. Well, then you would compete in no, no, big no. lakes oh, no, with no, that? No. no, no, that's just that was just like to go fishing and stuff. Okay. But uh. So when you t- decided to take the plunge, what did you did you get a used boat or? Uh... Yeah, I got a. It was actually an old FLW boat. Remember okay. When they did the color. Just like these ones right here. Yep. Yeah, our friend had one, dude. Our friend had the five eighteen weed eater. Green, yellow, wow. lime green, yeah. the most hideous boat you've ever seen in your Yeah, life. they weren't wrapped yeah, back then. Yeah, it was then. the gel was color. Yeah. The gel color was the, yeah. was the color of the that. team. Our yeah. buddy had yeah. a Sitco He's, boat. He still does. Still does, bro. <laughs> still does. Shout out to Crystal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that was like the first rig, but they were, you know, they're a hideous boat, so they're selling them pretty cheap. Um, <laughs> then, yeah, I started fishing, you know, like team firms and stuff, getting out there. Mm. Neat. So you, so you started... Uh, I guess you're doing. You had some success in the team tournament trail. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. When I was like 23, I thought I was Kevin Van Dam. Uh, <laughs> I had like two circuits, and I got Angler of the Year in both of them, and uh, won the championship, which was a Ranger boat for the right. other one. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I thought I was Kevin Van Dam. I signed up for the, the time there the FLW Eastern Series. Yeah, right. It's like, yeah. I don't know what year this is now. It'd be like oh seven ish. Something okay. like that. Anyways. What up, man? <laughs> uh, I, I, go down to <laughs> I go down to Lake Okeechobee, fish the first one of them. I thought I was cool as shit. Um, finished 197th <laughs> out of 200. Well done. Uh, Sounds not, like my first Okeechobee <laughs> tournament. Dude. It's not dead last, though, which yeah. is good. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh, then I fished another one, bombed that one terribly, went home with my tail between my legs. Uh, it was pretty sad because... I won this, like, it was a 20-foot Ranger boat with the Yamaha, and it sold it. Still fishing out of the old, older Ranger. Um, and basically, after I sold that boat, all I had to show for it was, like, a couple nice upgraded graphs I put on my old boat after the whole uh, road trip. It's yeah, crazy. you went broke with FLW. Like that, yeah. <laughs> Dude, that's, it's, that's honestly a reality check so I, when I, that happens. At that point, I came home, I was, like, I mean, I, I was, like, super, like, Right. One of the dumps, like, set, trying to sell my, like, I quit. Right. I'm selling boxes of crankbaits for, like, ten bucks. And stuff, you know? <laughs> Stupid stuff. And, uh, <laughs> then I, you know, I got over it and, uh, went back, fished the team stuff again. And then, you know, it was a couple of years later, I was doing good in the team stuff again around home. Uh, a buddy of mine, older guy, he's, uh, been fishing a long time, knows a lot of stuff. Brad Leiferman, he was kind of like, dude, you got to give it another go, man. I mean, I was doing real well up in Minnesota. I was finishing all the tournaments really good. And he's like, you got to give it another shot. Just, or, 
you're going to regret it forever. So um, sign up for the Opens. Um, but it really, minus those two, I think it, the other one was on Lake Wheeler. I bombed on that one too. But other than those two tournaments, that was all my experience fishing out of the state of Minnesota. If you don't mind me asking, uh-huh. how would you finance it all? Uh, credit cards, a little help from my parents, and uh, living cheap as possible. That's you, what I figured. You don't, you, know, you don't come off like a trust fund baby like some of them, you know. So I no, figured it was going to be something like that. A little bit. Well, but it help, I mean, helps a lot different. You know, you, sit, you finance it on credit cards. That's what a lot yeah, of guys basically. wind up doing. Yeah. JT Kenny, you know. Yeah. 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 So, what about what? What were you doing? Were you working at this time? Yeah, I had a bunch of kind of crap jobs. Like I, you know, I kind of always kept like maybe this is an excuse I'm using now for having crappy jobs but uh you know like i always pick jobs where i could like still go and fish and like the flexibility. Time off. Like you need the jobs, flexibility you know yeah I mean? gotcha uh, yeah. I, I work at stanley steamer cleaning carpets uh did a little bit of construction work uh worked on a moving company for a little while uh blue attic and insulations terrible job terrible job um <laughs> And uh, the last job I had before I started fishing the elites was uh, doing maintenance in an apartment complex. Wow. wow. Yeah, so your focus your focus was, man, I'm going to do this. I'm not going to take a job that will prevent I, me I from going after this dream. Like I could just do that later. You know yeah. What I mean? It seems right. like you I mean, I don't know. I just feel like you're gonna, I'm going to work until yeah. I die anyways. So yeah. I don't need to, like, start, like, a 20-year. I can do that when I'm 40, you know, and work until 60. You know? Right, right. So you, so you then you you entered the opens. What year yeah, was your first year in the opens? 2012. Yep. Did the Central mm. Opens? I did that on purpose just because, like I said, all my fishing experience was Minnesota. I'm like, okay, if we're gonna make it go, this I gotta be able to catch a bass down south. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I fished that and I actually had a real good year. I finished tenth in the points, um, and so that gave me a lot of confidence. Right. That, you know, and at this first point, year in the, the opens, opens, it's like yeah. It's, Big time guys fishing. Yeah, there is. You know what I mean? A bunch of elite guys, FLW guys. Like, mm-hmm. So I mean, there's pretty steep competition there. Did okay. Had one real good tournament, a couple okay ones. That gave me the confidence, like I can fish with these guys. So in the next two years, I did the Northern Opens and ended up qualifying in 14. So wow. it took you two years, two years to get in. Well, three years. Oh, okay. Central's the first year. Northern's the uh, next two years. So. Man, well, that's the, I mean, great. The, like we said, you, you've proved yourself. You qualified for the elites. Congratulations. Here's a $75,000 bill. <laughs> Welcome to the elites. Hold on here. to the elites. Before, before, before we get to that, we're glossing over how quickly this guy made it. Well, that's true. Well, that's, that's true because there are guys that fish the opens for years trying to qualify yeah. for the elites yeah. that do it for 10, 15 years and never yeah. have the opportunity. I mean, to this make guy them. was flea marketing his shit. Then a couple years later, <laughs> a couple years later, he's in the pros. Like yeah. that's and and close that's on the first year. I mean, a tenth yeah, place angler of the year. First year, tenth the second year. Oh, uh, that's steady. Sixth the third year, but there's a couple of leaders. Guys they went, you went down. But, you know, for yeah. people listening, though, younger people more specifically, in your book, right? It's truly the best blueprint that out of anything I've read for becoming a pro. Still to this day, and the book's what ten years old. I don't even yeah. know how old is it, right? It's older than that. Like you said, if you're not a beast at your local level, right, then don't even think about right. it, right? Like yeah. here you, he is. You got to master that. You got the confidence. Savaging his local yep. stuff, then mm-hmm. you're ready to move on to the next yeah. thing. He savaged that. He moved on yeah. to the next thing. You yeah. Know? yeah, a lot but, of guys get that wrong, and they yeah. Yeah. they maybe have the money and the resources, and they go 
too big too early. Yeah, me. You're looking yeah. at it. Oh, I did it. I did yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, the one yeah, the I one thing I FLW stint. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. You weren't quite ready. Yeah. I mean, I I always believe your performance dictates when you're ready to get to the next level. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It, mm-hmm. It's indicative of when you're ready to get there. But that's a great segue because I want to talk about this. So you qualified for the elites, and I you know it, I and I've got it here. Brian DeCarver wrote some notes for me. I would consider your first few years on the elites good. You know, a lot of people would say you had you had a couple good seasons, but I want to flash forward because this is this is what I want to find out. I need to pick your brain on this. You had a couple good seasons. You were kind of just rolling along, maybe some ups and downs. Good, but yeah, yeah. Tell, I wasn't tell making me, any money. Right, you weren't making any money. Tell me a little bit about that, and then I and then I want to I want to jump to a big moment for you. But okay, how were those first couple years where you weren't bombing? You weren't at the bottom of the pack. You weren't at the top. You yeah. were just, you were just kind of, you were okay. Tell yeah. me about those years. Um, yeah, the first, well, the big thing was like, once I qualified for the elites or the opens, I'm like, hell yeah, like, right, I've made it. You know right. I mean, I figured sponsors are gonna come pouring in. <laughs> right. Like, the money's just gonna be <laughs> yeah, real. Like, that didn't, that didn't like, happen. Well, Dave's phone didn't ring because he didn't have a cell phone. <laughs> you know, he just had his house line, which was a, a rotary uh, still. So, yeah. <laughs> so uh, you know, yeah. getting sponsors and stuff to like go after. Like you said, it's seventy plus thousand dollar enduring. That's doing it cheap, you know. Right. Yeah. That's like sleeping in your truck a lot and just peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. So, um, you how'd know, you pull it off? The sponsors weren't there. I actually I had to do a fundraiser to make my first Elite Series payment because. The first payment's due in November. Right, right. But the, the little sponsor money that I did acquire wasn't kicking in until January 1. So right. I ended up... You got like two months to acquire $15,000 or whatever it is. Well, I wasn't worried about the January one at the time, but yeah. the November one, I was like, right. broke. Like, right. They need a eight-some-thousand-dollar okay. payment here. I'm like, okay, so I have a fundraiser. I ended up going to like the local bar. We got some kegs and stuff, sold beer for cheap, uh played a bunch of the games. It was like a carnival almost. You know? did, you like, did you do like midget tossing on the frozen Lake Mardi Gras? <laughs> <laughs> well, we had like some flipping contests and like a lot of the like local tackle stores donated stuff. Raffle had donated a bunch of stuff. We had raffled up. Excuse me. Ended up making nine grand at that fundraiser. So Holy smokes. Payment. Yeah. That's more money than Ike Lives made in four years. <laughs> the hell? But, you know, it was, it was like same crew. Minnesota's got a nice, you know, local tournament scene. And most of it was the guys I was fishing against and stuff like that came and kind of helped me out, donated money to me and let me, you know, get my foot in the door. Um, then I did get a little bit of sponsor money. But at the end of the first year, I had only, I think I only cashed three checks. I mean made zero dollars that year all right you know probably lost some um second year it was kind of going on that same pace i was you know we're i was actually sitting okay going into the potomac river tournament that was the second to last one of the year i think i cashed like three checks at that point sitting okay in the points so we really wanted to make it to malax where the championship was and uh, i think i was sitting like around 50th in the points go to the potomac river catch I, I might have blanked the first day. Either way, it was a terrible tournament. It was like a hundred-some place finish. Dropped me down to like 69th in the points. I'm like, it's like over, you know? Yeah. I can't keep, I mean, how many years can you do this? Right. Not making any money and 
Like, Before the people at the fundraiser say, no, nah, that's enough. <laughs> yeah, but well, you, you say something simple like, to yourself, it's over. But what people who've never tried this and failed at it don't understand is that level of low, low oh, despair yeah. that you reach when oh, you yeah. get to the point where you're like, I suck. Like, yeah. this this is the worst choice I've ever made. Yeah. Like, that level of despair, I don't even know yeah. if I can articulate yeah. it. Yeah, that's like the last ten years of my life building to that point. Like, yeah. it's like, yeah. it's not like, happening. There's one tournament left. It's on lacrosse. Very, I spent one day there before that my entire life. I fished the pools up from there quite a bit, so mm-hmm. I was like pretty comfortable with the Mississippi River. But a lot of people were like calling me like a local at that tournament. But like everyone that was in the Elite Series had more days on that place than I did. Cause I <laughs> been, it was like the third time they went there, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, yeah. Went into that like literally hopeless, and I just like. The problem was the whole time when I was fishing the elite series, I was like fishing for fiftieth place. You know, I'm dead broke. Yeah, fiftieth place pays ten grand. Sign you want? Up, you need dude. that I'll money. You need that check every tournament. Yeah. But when you shoot for fiftieth place, you end up in fifty first, eighty fourth. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Just miss so, it. So and I was and like back home, I did well fishing local stuff. But that's just because like I, you just try to win every single tournament you fish. Right. You know, Different mindset. Like, oh, let's catch. You know, let's get fourth. Let's place. go get yeah. twelve right. pounds a day. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. No, it's like, no, we're just win it or bomb. Who cares? You know, yeah. One of the two. So is, is that way the way you fished at lacrosse? Yeah. You're like, it's over. Who cares anymore? Yeah. I'm like, let's win this thing or bomb and yeah, game over. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, ended up getting second, snuck in the last place in Mille Lacs, won that deal, and uh, yeah, here we go. Yeah, but but hold, I want to stop. Yeah. I want to yeah. stop you because, dude, that was I I. I I'm I'm trying to describe it the best way, but when you had that second at lacrosse, and then you won Malax, I saw something, dude, in you, that I never saw before. Because I had watched you the last couple of years, you know. I'm I'm a fan of the sport. Yeah. I've watched your career, and I saw something. You like emerged, and it, you could just see it in your aura. D- did you feel that? Did Did you know what was Phoenix happening? Rising. Yeah, <laughs> no, seriously. Did yeah. you know what was happening as it was happening? Not really, no. Wow. But, like, <laughs> life's been better since lacrosse. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, you yeah. got a big chunk of change there. And uh, second place pays yeah. good, and then yeah. and you but got a, I, I, and then you got another big chunk of change. Money, so. Yeah, it got you floating. <laughs> Yeah, we're like break even there. Yeah. Hey, well, point, I, honestly, having after having lived this for so long. Breaking even can be awesome. <laughs> I mean, that's quite an accomplishment to be out there fishing for a living and and not going the other way. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Well, you gotta make money too, though. You know? Well, yeah. yeah, yeah. Eventually, you have yeah. to, right? right? But yeah. but here but here's the other side to it. So I saw that you know you had a second place, and I I just feel like it was a breakthrough event for you oh. from a confidence standpoint, right? Hundred yeah. percent. Then you went to Malax where you knew you were going to have a good tournament. You were riding that confidence, and you broke through again and won and after that your decision making your instincts everything on the water since that malax tournament has been a hundred percent better in my opinion it has it really has well we've seen it and and to be uh like watching this and a lot of us were watching this well the you know we finally got to his local bodies of water and he did good you know, we we oh you almost expected it, right? Because Malax is, and you're right, you weren't it's a local there. So yeah, you weren't yeah. you weren't a local. There. But that's I I think a lot of the fishing community was saying, well, he did great at on his home bodies of water, but 
you know, he hasn't done that well on the far away stuff. Yeah. So I, it, it was so awesome that, you know, coming into the next season is, I, I think what you're talking about, Mike, is like, it seems like your like confidence, your confidence changed completely. Yeah. Dude, it's like, it's and, like pulling a veil off, yeah. you know? You feel freer but, to make decisions. But a lot you know? of these asshole critics that never put themselves in, in the fight who have these opinions about how you suck on places you've never been, they don't understand. you got to build a Rolodex on these bodies of water. Yeah, it's true. So you're not wasting your first two days of practice on absolute dumb shit. Mm-hmm. Like, if he goes back to Okeechobee again, he, he's not going to make the mistakes he made the first time, second right. time, or third time he went there. Yeah. And that's people don't understand. Yeah. You know, he's going to be able to apply his excellence. Anyone who's like him or like you or like you that killed at the local level, you're eventually going to be able to apply that everywhere you right. go, and that's why you guys are pros. Yeah. I, I do, though, think there's always a breakthrough tournament where you release yourself to trust your instincts better, mm-hmm. and I think that's what happened. But here's... You have to. You have to have that. Yeah. Yeah, but how's that happen? I don't even know how that even happens. Like, you say that happens, Yeah. I don't even understand. Like, how did all of a sudden he become... Dude, a lot, a lot he, of times it's a, a success breeds success, right? So when, you know, you had... The, to me, when you had that second place... And then you were like, "Shit, you you you've re- you felt what you did there that was different." And then you made it happen again. And then it became comfortable to, to continue that success. You know, I I, I kind of feel like it's it's like you trust yourself more. I think you try to force it when you don't know how to win yet. Yeah. You're trying to force it. You're reading books and listening to pe- trying to figure out how you can win. You know, and it. It's not until you let the winds come to you, and it's a weird kind of statement, but when, yeah. when you stop trying to force it, that it starts coming around. But I want to ask you, I mean, did you have an epiphany moment? I mean, do you, do you, do you, did you write stuff down? How, how did you go from, you know, just making it to all of a sudden now you're contending for Angler of the yeah, Year were this you, year? Yeah, were you all quiet one night and you lit a candle and everything was quiet? Just be yeah. quiet for a second. It was just quiet and it was like this. It was like, and then all of a sudden you were just like, Ah! Oh, oh, oh. Any of those? Or? Music started playing. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I tried. That was weird. That, like, that was weird. Mike. No, it wasn't. Dude, I tried to find. I tried to find Jesus to win. Man, that didn't work. No, a lot of people do. That. I didn't have that moment that everyone has. That moment where like the sun just pierced you through went, the clouds. Like, it didn't happen for me. You went to the Angler's Christian meeting. I dealt with. Ah! <laughs> Hold on, man. So I'm failing miserably. I'm broke. I'm, I'm I'm doing horrible, man. And I'm like, I see all these guys coming up, and they seem so high on life. I'm talking to them off the water. They seem so high on life. The Jesus and the Ranger boats and the Ranger live wells and Jesus. I'm like, man, there's got to be something to this. I am going to try this shit. So <laughs> you tried everything. Uh, so, uh, yeah, man, I never forget. I was traveling with a guy I used to work with in Camden, a guy named Mulligan. I'm like, dude, I'm going to go to. <laughs> I'm going to go. I'm going to go to the Christian Angling meeting. He's like, what? I'm like, I'm going to go. So he's sitting in the car, and uh, yeah, I went to a couple of meetings, and I guess I figured after a couple of meetings, I was going to start filling the live wells up, but it didn't work out, man. Dave <laughs> <laughs> wanted instant results. <laughs> he didn't want to wait until he was yeah, dead. I'm not offending anybody. I'm sorry, but that's the truth. I tried it, man. You know. <laughs> I, I don't know if it works that fast. <laughs> <laughs> I need, yeah, I'm, I'm the drive through generation, man. I, I need to have immediate. <laughs> you know? Uh, well, we're all great, happy to see your great success. Yeah. You yeah. know? But anyways, that, that moment was driving home from the Potomac River. Yeah. It really was. It was like, fuck it. You know? Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. Just decide to let go and yeah, open up yeah. and fish. Yeah, and and that th- that brings yeah. up a great point, which is when you hit rock bottom, and, and people talk about this in all walks of life, not just fishing and other mm-hmm. professional sports and other walks of life, but a lot of times when you hit rock bottom, it forces your hand. And you, and you might not even be, like, externalizing it, but internally, mm-hmm. you're like, like you said, fuck it. It changes you. Fuck it. I'm going yep. to this last tournament. I'm going to fish to win. If it happens, it happens. The- yep. A lot of times it takes failure hitting the rock bottom to get to that level. Failure is a key component of success. Were you right. married? Were you it married? Is, is absolutely key. Be- were you married in the beginning of it or no? no, no that no. came late. So you were just saying. I, right. I mean, I, I made decisions in my life to like for the purpose of trying to become a professional bass fisherman. You know? Right. I mean, didn't have kids. I didn't get married. I didn't. Yeah. You know, I slept Smart. in my buddy's. I lived in my buddy's basement on his couch. You know, like. Yeah. I like it. That's all. Yeah. But I w- now that I'm. Or now that uh, life's a lot better now, like, I don't think I'd ha- have it any other way, you know? Right. There's a lot of beauty in that struggle, like... There is. It's very, like, very it true. It's just like, if you just showed up and, like, won every tournament you fished, like, would it even be cool? Right. Yeah, yeah. not at all, dude. You'd, yeah. be, like 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 Mike, you'd be like Michael terrible. Bennett. You'd, dr- you'd, yeah. you'd win everything, and then, ah, I'm quitting. Yeah, I'm going to buy I, an ice cream shop yeah. Yeah. and marry a lesbian. <laughs> um, this is a great... This is a great... What else do you do? That, that blew right by the guys in the back. Thank you. Uh, this is a great segue, and I, and I do want to segue here, and I, and I want to say a couple things. First of all, I want to say everybody watching, listen, if you're watching Ike Live right now on Facebook, if you want more access to the show, we want to hear from you more, head over to IkeLive.com. Uh, also, please hit us up on the IM. Um, we're going we're gonna to come back in the third segment with Seth, and we're going to open up the phone line. So hang in there with us. But here's the little conversion before we go, and I, and and keep this in your mind because I want to talk about this. Not only your success after those two events in tournament fishing boomed, but a big thing that happened, and I want to get into this, is people people started to know who you were. Your branding overnight changed instantly. You you know what I mean? Yeah. You became the amazing fighter man. You had all these iconic things now that. People all over the country look at Seth, and they're like, "Yeah, that's Seth. That's that's who this is. It's his brand." That's, but it happened after those two events, and yeah. I want I want to jump back into that when we get back to you in the third segment because that to me is interesting and, too. And lots, and lots of giveaways. We're giving away lots of stuff. Listen, if you're watching the Ike Live Thanksgiving special, hang in there with us when we come back. Really cool, amazing interview coming up with Chase Anderson, new majority owner of BASS. It's going to be a great interview. Hang in there with us. When we come back, more Ike Life. I'm respooling my reels, baby. Oh, hush. Come on. Watch yourself. Whoa, watch yourself. Come on. Come on. Keep them closed. I got them closed. No peeking. Hold my arms so tight. Oh, all right. Ready? One, two, three. Surprise! Oh, yes. Yes. Woo! It's everything I ever wanted. Oh, yes. Yeah. Wait. Yes. Yes. No. Thank you. Thank you. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. No, baby, go back. Look, 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 look. Oh, oh yes, yes. Yeah, but, but baby, look. I got you a boat. Mystery Tackle Box is the perfect gift for the fishing fanatic in your life. It's a monthly box filled with some of the most innovative fishing gear on the market, hand-selected by industry professionals. Check out all the different options available at mysterytacklebox.com.
We live to see the morning sunrise, to hear the sound of line flying off our spools, to smell the fresh morning mist over the lake. But at the end of the day, all that really matters is the feel of a strike. Just like us, fish rely on all their senses, motion, shape, noise, water displacement, all proven to trigger a strike but most game fish rely heavily on scent for survival, from hunting prey to avoiding becoming prey themselves. Game fish will spit a lure in a fraction of a second if it tastes or smells unnatural. Liquid mayhem changes the game, creating a whole new presentation by leaving a trail to the target and mimicking the very scent and taste of the prey. Made with real bait fish and spiked with bite stimulants, liquid mayhem has been proven to trigger a feeding response in stressed fish. When targeting overfished locations or heavily trafficked areas, liquid mayhem is about enticing, following, hanging on, and getting a fish to commit. Unlike oil-based scents that float to the surface, Liquid Mayhem's water-soluble time-released formula holds on to your lure for up to 30 minutes of fishing, saving valuable time on the water and leaving a scent trail after each cast. Fish see UV light, which is why our unique formulas are deadly in murky waters and low-light situations where they make UV-absorbing plastic baits explode into vivid color. Negative odors like sunblock, bug spray, gasoline, and even our own scent have been known to prevent a fish from striking. Liquid Mayhem effectively masks these odors and replaces them with a more natural, enticing scent that turn fish on. You've practiced, planned, prepared. Some days are easy. For every other day, there's Liquid Mayhem. No fish can resist. There's a special place in our hearts for the tools of the trade. They're what we prep for a good day on the water. They're what we clean after a good day in the field. Flambeau's patented Z-Rust technology protects the gear of today from rust and corrosion. Z-Rust, for the performance of tomorrow. Preserve. Perform. Repeat. You work hard to catch your fish. TH Marine has two products to ensure your fish survive. The Oxygenator injects 100% pure oxygen into your live well. That increases fish survival by 35%. For the perfect combo, add G-Juice live well treatment. It calms fish, stops bleeding, removes ammonia, and replaces slime coat. Get an Oxygenator and G-Juice and keep your fish alive. 